You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Listen to the Women's Pro Wrestling Network, Rights and Wrongs, a pro wrestling with Mr. Green. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast. Uh, a little bit of a different format today as there is no guest, but we have a topic that needs to be discussed in large part because of a conversation that I had with a wrestler recently. I don't know how we got on this particular subject matter, but uh, probably because he, I'm recognized as the women's wrestling guy I, I suppose um, but the subject being what you just read does Ronda Rousey deserve being on the main event he is of the or was of the mindset possibly still is that she should have gone through NXT like everybody else she's in what the why she get the leapfrog and go up to the main roster and, and be the women's champion essentially within a few months of her even starting a wrestling career period. Um, all of which is valid. All of which is a, a valid statement. Um, but I do want to say before I, I go into this, as I am recording this, congratulations to both Sasha Banks and Bayley for becoming the first uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, but not really because they've had tag team champions in the past. They just choose not to acknowledge them any longer. I don't, so... You know, I, I, I certainly am not going to be the one to overlook the likes of Princess Victoria, Velvet McIntyre, the Jumping Bomb Angels, Leilani Kai, Judy Martin, the Glamour Girls. Uh, I think that it would be unfair for me as a third party not to mention their names. But as far as the modern era is concerned, uh, congratulations to Sasha Banks and Bailey. Of course, uh, Ronda Rousey retains... Her championship, surprise, surprise, over Ruby Riot. Ruby was just basically there as a as filler. I think we all know that. Ronda's going to WrestleMania, and she's going to uh, quite possibly be the one half of the first female main event. I mean, they pretty much all but said that uh, on numerous occasions on uh, WWE television at this point is that we're going to be a main event. You're, you're putting our main event in jeopardy as, as far as the um, – uh, storyline between herself and Becky Lynch and now with the advent of Charlotte being kind of shoehorned in there, which a lot of fans are upset about. But uh, really, y'all, don't don't lose your minds over that. that. That's the whole point of Vince McMahon doing it. He's doing it to get heat on, on the angle. Now, I'm pretty sure they are very aware that fans are not happy with the idea that Charlotte could potentially work her way into this thing. You know, hey, that that's what the wrestling is about. And and Vince, as much as people like to say he's out of touch and he doesn't know what he's doing and, oh, he needs to step down, every so often he still lets you know that I can still play people like a fiddle. 
And that's what he's doing right now. Anyway, that's not the uh, that's not the here nor there. That's not what I uh, began this particular podcast on. Getting back to the subject at hand, Ronda Rousey and her being in the well, potentially going to the main event, being on the main roster, skipping of NXT. As I stated earlier, there's a wrestler friend of mine who felt like, well, she should have been in NXT like everybody else. Why did you know she? Why did she skip it? She she had no prior experience as a wrestler, uh, and as far as as far as that goes, that should have equated to her going to the performance center. That's what it's for. Now we both agreed, he and I, that well, she's probably at the performance center anyway. Just because she's not on NXT television doesn't mean that she's not going down there to train. She probably trains, you know, there fairly regularly if I if I had to guess. <clears throat> but um, I was of the opposite uh, point of view, and, I, and I'll tell you why. First, I understand why he and several fans feel like she should have gone to NXT because in a perfect wrestling environment, that should happen for anybody who has no experience uh, in professional wrestling. They should go down to the performance center. They should work their way up. They should get uh, proper training on how we do things, the camera angles, so on. all that nonsense that WWE has spewed out over the last couple of years as to why everybody goes to NXT, uh, especially when you had people like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens who were experienced wrestlers still have to go. Now, clearly, that's changed. We know that that's changed. It's not the same way that it was. You know, at that point, there was no exception to the rule. Now, I think they're, a little, they're slightly more lenient about that. And more so, more importantly than that, NXT is not what it was. NXT, when it was first, well, I was going to say when it was first created, but that's not true. When it was first created, it was basically a reality game show. Uh, but in this in incarnation of it, the first inc the first version of these Florida incarnation was it was a developmental. But it's not a developmental anymore. I mean, in theory it is because you still have people who are trying to work themselves up and learn how to do things properly and so on and so forth. But it's more a third brand than it is a developmental at this stage. I, you know, you can argue in the beginning that it was more developmental than brand, but now it's more brand than developmental. There's still developmental elements in there, but their top guys are guys that have already done this. Your Adam Coles, your, you know, the entire Undisputed Era, the Ricochet. Uh, uh, I'm skipping some people right now because I'm, I'm drawing a blank, really, but uh, you know exactly Roderick Strong, so on and so forth. And that, and that's the way that it's, it's been over the last cut the, the the War Raiders, you know, they came out of Ring of Honor. You know, Pete Dunne. These are all people who had experience well before they stepped into an NXT ring. And so that's why I say it's, it's far more brand now than it is developmental. Yeah, some of the people there need the developmental side of it, like your Bianca Belair, who, who's really a, a natural athlete. Not necessarily a natural wrestler, but she's a natural athlete. Even Shayna Baszler. Uh, yeah, she probably needed the developmental, but she's got more wrestling experience than Ronda Rousey. And of the two, I would say that she's the better wrestler. That's, a, that's my personal opinion. 
Uh, but why would Ronda skip that? I mean, the, the, it's pretty simple because Ronda already has a name underneath her. Is that that's? It's not more complicated than that. Ronda already has a name built underneath her, and there is no reason for the WWE to pay the money that they're going to pay for Ronda. You know they're paying top dollar for her to come into that company, for them to stick her into what is their third brand underneath Raw and SmackDown. I mean, as as much as fans, wrestling fans, love NXT, and I mean, because NXT is essentially their answer to Ring of Honor, as much as we love that, it's still third on the on the tier. It's third in the hierarchy. Raw is always always has been, always will be the number one brand in WWE. It is Vince McMahon's baby. SmackDown is a sometimes a distant number two. NXT is number three, and then anything else that they produce past that point is just NXT offshoots. We got NXT UK, and they've already said they've announced plans for NXT Africa and NXT China. You know, at least that's what they want. I don't know if it's going to happen, but and it's probably very likely to happen. But in any case, anything that happens beyond that third one is just going to be an NXT offshoot. But that, that that's the simple answer. That that is the simple, clear answer is that she already has a name that they wanted to exploit. End of story. And if I were in those shoes, I mean, you're taking yourself out of the of the shoes of a fan. Because as a fan, I get it. I, you know, she, she probably should have been in uh, NXT. And like I said earlier, in a perfect wrestling environment, absolutely. But on putting yourselves into the business shoes or putting on Vince McMahon's hat or something like that for the check that they're cutting and taking, taking account that Ronda had done everything that WWE wants out of its stars. She had already established a mainstream name to the public that, you know, could be exploited without her having to have been built up by the WWE. They, they were buying a star straight up. They weren't creating one. They, they bought somebody that was made in the UFC. Now, is the WWE fan necessarily the UFC fan? No. UFC fans don't look at Ronda the same way that WWE fans do. UFC fans see somebody who was, you know, on their last leg. Ronda's still a talented young lady, don't don't get me wrong, but she's very much like, and, and I'm, I'm going to date myself here, but she's very much like what Mike Tyson went through a, a few decades ago. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. A few decades ago, when Mike was the man, he was the man, and he was destroying people. But there were legitimate boxers out there who never got a shot against him that said that I know the formula to Mike Tyson. Now, they couldn't prove that because they couldn't get in the ring with him. But then you had Buster Douglas come along. And that night, Buster Douglas was not going to lose. He, he put Tyson down. But even then, people said that it was a fluke. And so what happens, you get Evander Holyfield up against him a couple of years later. And, and people wanted to believe Tyson was still this record machine. He could still go through. But once you got Tyson past three rounds, and so once somebody went in there who wasn't afraid, knew how to dismantle his aggressive attack and could take him to the dis, you know, take him past his, his normal limit, 
they exposed him for not necessarily being this unstoppable machine that he had been portrayed as. And that guy was Evander Holyfield. Ronda Rousey was almost a mirror image of that in, in women's uh, MMA. And that Holly Holm put her down. But people still believed in Ronda. She comes back, and they set her up again. And, and not, not just set her up again, she's main event. Let's, let's not shortchange the fact that Ronda Rousey fought several times in the main event of a company that said publicly that we're not going to have women fighters here. Now, when I say that, because some people tend to get too mixed up, UFC is, does not encompass all of MMA. All right. So there are other places that had women fighters. So let's you know, let's just get that out. There are other places that had it, but we're talking about UFC. UFC said they wouldn't have women fighters. But back to the point, Ronda still came in. She still had a name. She was still working the main event. She was still perceived as the favorite. That was until she stepped into an octagon with Amanda Nunes, and Nunes shut that down. And Ronda hadn't been the same since, at least not in the sense of uh, a mixed martial arts environment. So it's a very much a mirror image then. So that's why I say when UFC fans look at Ronda, they see something different than what WWE fans. Vince has been very good at recreating his own history. And what he did with Ronda, what WWE did with Ronda, is that they recreated her history inside of WWE land. She's the baddest woman on the planet. She's unstoppable. She's beating up everybody. Nobody's been able to figure out. Nobody's been able to touch her, which is exactly what he wants. And he, and he knows that there's still value attached to the name of Ronda Rousey, at least for those people who aren't big fans of MMA. Because we all know if you exceed your particular sport or your arena of, of choice, you're a superstar, not not just a tagline superstar like we say in WWE, but a legitimate superstar. Like you didn't need to watch basketball in order to know who Michael Jordan was. You don't need to watch basketball to know who LeBron is. You don't need to be looking at football to know Tom Brady at this point. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to follow these things in order, in order to know who certain people are. And you don't need to have watched MMA to know who Ronda Rousey is. She was on superstardom at that point. They was putting her in movies, she was making TV appearances, all that good stuff. The fact that she got beaten in, in a UFC environment does not negate that she still has star power underneath her. And that's what the WWE is shooting for. They're shooting for taking advantage of that star power, and they've done it. I mean, Ronda hadn't been wrestling a year yet. As I stand here recording this podcast right now, Ronda has not made a year anniversary in the ring. And she's already, what, several months in as the biggest thing that she could possibly do. She's the Raw Women's Champion. I mean, yeah, maybe she'll flip over to SmackDown and then she'll be the SmackDown Women's Champion. But all in all, she's pretty much done what she can do. The only thing that she really has left is to go back to WrestleMania and and get that headline match, be the be the main event, and make no mistake about it. As much as there's some people out there who have an issue with Ronda Rousey, again, you know, like I said, that's the whole preface of this podcast because of the conversation I had. As much as there's some people out there that have an issue with Ronda Rousey, please make no mistake about it. If if they have a women's main event 
it'll be because Ronda Rousey's in it. Would they have done it eventually? That's an arguable point. I don't know if Charlotte Flair, Charlotte is very good. And much like Ronda, you know, for somebody who didn't start in wrestling necessarily, she she's just a genetic wonder. She's phenomenal in the ring. Uh, but I don't know if she had the star power to say, hey, we're going to go on last at WrestleMania. Now, there's no guarantee that they're going to go on last, but they are certainly hyping slash building this thing up to be a WrestleMania main event. And when you say main event in WrestleMania, that's the thing that closes out the show. Becky Lynch had gotten on fire. Because we know that originally it would have been Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. We know that. It, it, that's probably everything that they were aiming for. But Becky, with her big, the man gimmick, which is probably in large part because of her feud with, with Charlotte, you know, a little knock on Ric Flair, beat a man, got got to beat the man, hold that whole spiel. Ronda is the part of the equation that oftentimes gets overlooked. It is the the necessity or the will, the want that the WWE has, probably Vince McMahon in particular, to exploit the name Ronda Rousey on a on a large scale event. Because even though this six, seven hour show that they're gonna do at WrestleMania is free for you if you got the network or at least part of your subscription. I don't want to say free. You're paying for it. But for those who do not have the network, for those who still get it on pay-per-view, for those who are uh, curious or, or maybe do I want to sign for the network? This is one of those uh, public uh, publicity stunts. <laughs> That's probably the best way to put it. These are one of those publicity stunts that are used to drive people towards it. Ronda Rousey, WWE's women's champion, is going to face off against the man, Becky Lynch. And then, you know, they're going to slap that thing on every poster possible. They are going to put it all over the place. Ronda's going to WrestleMania. She's going to defend that title, and she's going to defend it in a high-profile match. You cannot get that if she goes to developmental first. You can't get that if she's in NXT. You can't get that when she has to be worked up and trained and all that stuff when Vincent Mann or somebody else probably made the – the uh, decision, she could do it on the fly. And the one thing that she had going for her is that she is highly athletic. She's highly athletic, and she was already a wrestling fan. And I and I do believe she's done a little bit of loose training, some of which with Shayna Baszler, before either one of them kind of stepped into a uh, WWE environment. But those things work in, in, in Ronda's favor as far as her being able to do what she's been doing. And she's, you know, let's give credit where credit is due here. I know she has her detractors. I know she has her haters and whatnot. But she's done exceptionally well for somebody who, what what is she, maybe nine months into a wrestling career, ten possibly. For somebody who is, is that far, you know, only wrestled that much, she's pretty well far along. And I know there's a there's a contingent of people like, well, she's only that good because they stick in the ring with people that's better than her. Well, yeah, that's true. But wrestling isn't easy. Even when you are in the ring with somebody that's better than you, you, you got to hold up your end of the bargain. 
She has to be able to execute. She has to be able to make those arm locks look good. She's got to be able to look like she could choke somebody out or whatever the case may be. And not for nothing, everybody that she's been in the ring with hasn't been some sort of technical marvel. Unless you want to give Nia Jax credit as being some sort of technical marvel. I didn't think so. I mean, you know, yeah, there are people in there that she's wrestled against that I know some folk have a hard time giving credit towards. Nikki Bella probably being the number one person that no, nobody wanted to give credit to her as being a good dance partner for Ronda, but she was. And you can go down the line, you know, your Sasha Banks, your Bailey's, your Nikki Bella's, your Nia Jax, your Mickey James, your uh, Natalia's. Yeah, you know, some people are way better than others, but the, but the point is, right or wrong, whether those people had the, the, the ability to lead Ronda through a match or not, Ronda is still a two-person thing. She still had to be able to hold her end of the bargain, and she's done that. So, let, so let's give a little credit where credit is due. Uh, she she's a little better than what she is perceived to be. And at the end of all of this, that is the, the summation as to why she's on the main roster. It is all about the name. You know, they, you don't have to look any further than that. It's not some sort of conspiracy. It's not that uh, the Vince doesn't know what he's talking about, know what he's doing. The objective here for the WWE is now, has been, always will be to make money. And Ronda's got a name that they can make money off of. Yes, Shayna Baszler is a better wrestler than Ronda Rousey is, in my view. But Shayna doesn't have the name Ronda does. That's all it comes down to. She's Shayna, she's the queen of spades. She she fits the part. She's good. She she you know did a phenomenal job in the Mae Young Classic. She did a phenomenal job on the Indies. I mean, my goodness, if you go back and you look at uh, her appearance at Rise. When she was in a handicap match, I mean, people were making her out to be a badass way before she got into WWE. I mean, she took on, uh, well, this is before the Duchess was was the Duchess as we know her now. But I think she took on her, and, and gosh, was it Dominic Fabiano? I'm probably getting the second girl wrong. But she, but she, Ben Shayna Baszler, took on two girls at once at a Rise event, and she did it and with ease. So that the bookings that she's had. And the people that she was up against on the on the indie circuit, going into stardom, wrestling in Japan, uh, wrestling against Chili to Melissa, who we all know is a you know a phenomenal wrestler, uh, and and others like that along the way. Yeah, she's easily easily I, I put her as a better wrestler than Ronda Rousey is. Ronda's probably catching up to her by now, but she, but my money's on Shayna. But Shayna simply didn't have the name. She didn't have the name value that Ronda did. So there we have it. In any case, that, that is the uh, assessment. That is why Ronda's there. Thank you for tuning in and listening to my two cents as to why she's on the main roster opposed to having to take the same path that everybody else is. Well, everybody except AJ Styles. If you have any uh, statements or you know comments about that, please uh, leave them below if you want to email me. Feel free to do so at mrgreen75 at hotmail.com. Uh, you can leave, you know, you can send your questions or comments to me directly through that. Uh, if you have uh, problems remembering any of these things, what you can do is you can go directly over to wpnwrestling.podbean.com. That's got every link available for everything that I do. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, 
even a website, WPNWrestling.com, which is also a full nexus for all things uh, the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. And, uh, of course, if you haven't done so, please give a follow or like to wherever you are on whatever platform you listen to. Because you can get this podcast wherever you find podcasts like Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, uh, iHeartRadio. It is all over the place. Tune in. I've tried to get this as many different places as possible, so there is no excuse not to be able to listen to this uh, podcast. And uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in for that. Your support is greatly appreciated. And be sure to come back for the next download. We'll return to format as I have uh, the next guest, my hula hooping queen, Phoebe, one half of the tag team, fun and sexy, and the one half of the sabotage tag team champions as it is right now. She will be joining me on the show. We're going to get back and talk about all the stuff that you missed last time because believe it or not I actually have her on before and that entire audio got destroyed. I, I was heartbroken but she decided to come back on the show and do, did me a solid and we, we had a fun time talking and I can't wait for you guys to hear that interview plus as uh, soon as I get to it we have new reviews hopefully coming up for the brand new season of WOW on Access TV we're going to go through all of those episodes, and we're going to see what was good, what's bad, what's different. Talk about it all, and I want y'all to participate. Leave me your comments, leave me your questions, and uh, we'll, we'll have some fun with it. So until then, take care, and we'll catch you on the next go-round.